0: Welcome to the Rerooted and Thriving Podcast, the podcast where we remind you to reroute yourself in your natural skills and talents so that you can thrive in your leadership. We believe that each of you has leadership ability, and this is the podcast to show you just how to use it. I'm Dr. Tamara Wilkerson-Dias, occasional runner, book lover, and your podcast host. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to You Got It, another episode of the Rerooted and Thriving Podcast. I am your host, Dr. D. So happy that you're back for another week. So for the past couple of weeks, I've really taken time out to dive into all things DISC assessment. So just like I said last week, if you hadn't listened to the previous episode, today I'm going to say if you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, please go back and listen to those. Um, week before last, I explained a little bit about what the DISC assessment is. If you are a fan of the Myers-Briggs, if you're a fan of the Enneagram, the DISC is another type of personality assessment. It's one that I use directly with my clients, my women in leadership clients, as well as my one-on-one coaching clients, and it simplifies everything. So if you're like me, you love resources, but you can also find yourself drowning in resources if you're not, you know, careful. So I love the assessment because it keeps things simple, doesn't you know, give you forty different personality types. It gives you four, and then you go from there. Um, and then last week I talked about stress because I realized that the pandemic and life has just put an enormous amount of stress on us all. So I really wanted to dive into how our personalities shift a little bit when we're under pressure. Today, I wanted to talk about trust in the workplace. Obviously, this is a leadership podcast, so I want to talk about trust from a leadership perspective. And this came to mind because I was having a conversation with a good friend recently. Um, So just for, you know, my friend's sake I won't use his name we'll call him Jonathan Um, so I was having a conversation with my good friend Jonathan and Jonathan was telling me that just due to several interactions over the past four to five years with a couple of leaders um, that he works alongside that he felt like he couldn't trust them and so naturally because he couldn't trust them it made their working relationship a little difficult. Now, I want to preface this by saying, is it impossible to work with someone, to work alongside someone that you do not trust? It is possible. You can show up, do your job, and go home, but you can bet that you won't be at your best, and the team and the group won't be at its most effective state if trust is not there. And so I was talking to Jonathan, and Jonathan was just saying, you know, I'm showing up, I'm doing what I have to do, I'm going to these meetings, but You know, it's been four or five years, and I still don't trust, in certain individual's name here. And so alternatively, that work chemistry is not there. You know, when you're on the same page with someone, there's trust there. You feel like you can share your ideas and thoughts openly in a safe space and vice versa. They feel like they can share their thoughts, their perspectives in a safe space. That doesn't exist where he is. And it made me think back to, again, some of the best relationships that I've had with teams that I supervise, as well as leaders that I have had the opportunity to work under. And I thought back to the best relationships and really trust was in all of them. I felt like the people that I supervised could trust me. And they communicated that on several instances. They would tell me, this feels like a safe space. I feel like you're advocating for me. I feel like I can be honest with you and that you can be honest with me. I'm always open to hearing from you and hearing your feedback, and so I knew that we had an element of trust there. I worked in education, and it was really important for me that the teachers that I worked with knew that they could take risks and mess up without fear of me coming down hard on them, shaming them, guilting them, but you know, taking my feedback and improving and being better. And that was really important for me when they would say, I feel like I can take risk. I feel like you have my back. I feel like I trust you. And alternatively, in the positions that I've had where I've worked under leaders or I've been supervised by leaders, the best relationships were ones where I felt like I could trust them. And I felt like they wanted to see me thrive. They wanted to see me grow And I knew that at the core of it all, they wanted me to be at my best. But at the root of that was trust. They trusted me to do my job and I trusted them as the leader and I trusted following their vision. I trusted what they asked me to do. And I just knew I can depend on them because I believe they're leading me in the right direction. When I was talking to my friend, Jonathan, he felt like none of this was existent in his current role. He felt like his leader didn't have his best interests, he felt like folks were kind of out to get him. And he kind of was walking around on eggshells. And I can't imagine doing that for four years, for five years. So is it possible? It has been possible for him, right? You know, he's been there for almost five years. In a few months, it'll be five years. So is it possible? Absolutely. But is he thriving? Absolutely not. Is he showing up to work every day passionate about what he does? Absolutely not. Is he giving his absolute best? Probably not. He's probably giving the best that he can in a space where he doesn't feel confident. He doesn't feel energized. He doesn't feel, he may feel passionate about the work, but he doesn't feel like he can execute passionately because the trust isn't there. So that led me to want to talk about trust from a leader's perspective, why it's important, why we need it and how it can just help us create better work environments. And if you're listening to this podcast and maybe you are an aspiring leader or you haven't had the opportunity to lead in in the capacity that you want, then I want you to listen to this and think about a leader that you have worked for. Let's all take a moment and reflect back in two aspects. I want you to think about the leader that you worked for, who you felt like you had a solid relationship with, who you felt like you trusted them and they trusted you. And I want you to think about how you felt going into work each day. Now, I also want you to think about a leader that you had the opportunity to work under where you felt the opposite. You didn't trust them or you felt like they didn't trust you. And I want you to think about how you felt going into that position every day, going in to serve in that position. And I guarantee you, if you think about that leader where there was mutual trust, it had a world's difference in the way that you showed up in the workplace every single day because trust matters. Trust is important. And as a leader, it's something that I hope I cultivate in all of those that i work with. And it's something that I look for as well if I'm joining a team or I'm looking to serve under a leader. All right, so trust has a lot to do with motivation. And a lot of times you will hear leaders say, how do I motivate my team? How do I get people on my side? How do I get people to do what it is I want them to do? How do I spark change? And really, at the heart of that is communication, um, but also is trust. So, we're, I'm going to get a little bit into communication later, but I really wanted to say that a lot of times, if you're having difficulty motivating a team and getting a group of people on the same page, I really want you to ask yourself do they trust me? And do I trust them? Start there, because a lot of times our problems and our challenges can really come down to there being a lack of trust on either side. You're trying to implement these new initiatives. You're trying to bring everyone on board, but nobody trusts you and you don't trust them. Alternatively, think about if they trust each other. Maybe there's trust in the leadership, but the team you're working with from colleague to colleague, they don't trust each other. Some of us have worked on those teams, and those can be just as frustrating. So I really want to take a moment and emphasize that we can't move forward as leaders. We can't move our teams forward. We can't move our visions forward if we don't take trust seriously and if we don't take time to cultivate that foundation of trust. All right, so how do we build trust? The first thing I've already mentioned, you got to communicate. I think that we take for granted the importance of effectively communicating our expectations with others as well as communicating the expectations we set for ourselves or what they can you know expect from us. So much is lost in translation and we leave so much up to interpretation that we don't get specific enough when we communicate. And I have to say that I I remember, I can reflect on when I was a classroom teacher and I worked for a really demanding principal. Now we didn't get along for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons that I was really able to push past our differences and move forward and show up every day was because I never had to question where they stood in terms of communication this person is probably one of the most thorough detailed communicators and straightforward communicators that i've ever worked for now if you listen to the previous podcast episodes you'll know that i tend to fall more on the high eye scale of the disc assessment which means that i'm big on interpersonal skills and relationships so that straightforward approach didn't necessarily work the best for me because there was more of a focus on getting to the point and getting to the details rather than cultivating a relationship, getting to know someone and thinking, should I approach them this way or should I phrase it differently? So on that side, things were were harder, but I never had to question where this person stood because their communication was clear and it was consistent. It didn't waver from day to day. I didn't wonder, oh, they told me this on Thursday, but there's a chance that it changed on Friday. If they told me on Thursday, I knew that the following week, the following month, it was going to be the same thing. They were going to consistently reinforce what they told me. That clear communication meant that I never really questioned their motives. I never had to question their motives or question what they were doing because they were always open about it. If I wasn't up to par, if I wasn't up to standard, it would come out, hey, just want to let you know what you just did was not up to par. I wasn't up to standard. We need to meet to figure out how to fix that. Likewise. If what I did was awesome, if it exceeded expectations, then I got that feedback directly. Hey, just wanna let you know what you just did was great. I wanna see more of that. Keep doing this. The way that you taught that lesson was fantastic. I I wanna see more like that. So that clear communication was extremely helpful for me, especially because I was younger. I knew that I never really had to wonder Well, maybe they feel differently than what they're saying. Nope. I knew at the end of the day that everything they communicated with me was authentic and it was accurate and it was true. All right. Um, My second tip, and I usually, whenever I do these, uh, whenever I give you a perspective or a piece of advice, I usually like to give you three. So my, you know, my first one was communicate. My second one is to tell the truth. And I want to make sure that we don't confuse telling the truth with being blunt and being disrespectful. Oftentimes you'll hear people say, people think that I'm blunt or people think that I'm rude, but I just tell the truth. I'm just honest. And we really have to understand that we can tell the truth and we can be honest and we can be blunt without being disrespectful. If as a leader, you cannot clearly communicate in a way that people can effectively receive it, then you need to practice your communication skills. They need to be revisited. Because as a strong leader, one of the things that I know that I can do well is craft a message to fit the audience to whom I'm delivering the message. That means that if I'm speaking to someone and I know that my bluntness is going to come off as disrespectful, they're going to tune me out, they're going to be highly offended, they're not going to receive any of my feedback, then what was the point of me communicating it? Because that means I'm going to have to come back again and just re-communicate what I've just done. That means that my communication was effective. And so I want to preface this by saying, part of also being honest and telling the truth is tapping into that first tip of being a clear communicator and knowing who you're communicating with. But as leaders, it is really, we have to make sure that we take time and we get okay, we get uncomfortable with telling the truth when it is not convenient and when it may make things awkward. The truth isn't always fuzzy. It doesn't always make people feel good. Sometimes it's us admitting that we've messed up or that we've done something wrong. Other times it's having a hard conversation with an employee or someone on the team about, Their performance, or about an area of feedback that maybe we want to just kind of tap dance around, we want to walk on eggshells for, and we don't really want to bring it to the forefront. But that's part of being a solid leader, and that's part of building that trust. People want to know that they can trust you to tell them the truth. And sometimes, as the saying goes, truth hurts, it is uncomfortable it can be messy, it can make things awkward, there's going to be dead silence, you want to fill the silence because you don't want to sit there. The truth isn't always something that makes everybody happy and excited to discuss. But one of the things that we can respect is that I can trust you because I know you're going to be honest with me. I know that if you tell me you're doing a great job, that you actually believe I'm doing a great job. That's trust. Trust is knowing that as a member of the team, I'm going to tell you when things are going great and when things aren't going great. And as my leader, you're going to tell me if you have feedback that may be positive or not so positive. We're going to create an environment where people feel comfortable being open and being honest in a respectful way with one another. The third thing that I want to encourage you to do is not micromanage so my third tip is please don't micromanage people and i feel like the topic of micromanagement came up a lot when covid kind of first happened and everyone was working from home and people were quarantining we heard this micromanaging pop up because so many places that were used to being in person were saying well how can i trust that so-and-so is doing their work from home if i can't see them If I can't pop into their office and observe what they're doing on their computer, if I can't, you know, check in on what they're doing every five minutes. And this was something that we really started to see because a lot of leaders and supervisors had to realize that they may have been micromanaging their teams or they were uncomfortable not having the opportunity to micromanage their team. As a leader, you have to trust that you hired the right people for the jobs that you hired them for. If I hire you to be a project manager and oversee several projects, I didn't hire you so that I could be project manager part two and supervise you in doing the project management. Yes, I'm going to provide feedback. Yes, I may check in, but my goal is not to stand over top of you and to give you play by play moments of everything that I think you should be doing. And as leaders, we have to trust that when we hire someone, when we make the job offer and they join the team that they can effectively do the job that we've hired them to do. And if not, then we put parameters in place, we put supports in place for them, but it is not our job to micromanage. And let me add that micromanaging is tiring and it takes us away from doing our job. So if I'm a CEO and I hire an executive assistant and I'm constantly micromanaging the executive assistant, then now I also, I have two jobs now. I have to be the exec assistant and the CEO and that's just going to lead me to burnout. And that means that I'm not showing up in my CEO role because I'm trying to also be the executive assistant. So trust your people and don't micromanage. When they feel like they can do their job without being watched constantly, that will build the trust. It is so hard to build a trustworthy relationship when people feel like you don't actually believe they can do the job. All right, so those were my three tips. Communicate clearly. Okay. say what you mean and mean what you say. Be open and honest. Tell the truth, even when it's uncomfortable and don't micromanage. Trust your people to show up and do the job that you hired them to do. All right. So now we're going to jump into our Pearl of Wisdom. And this week's Pearl of Wisdom comes from Joanne Chula. And Joanne says, Leadership is not a person or a position. It is a complex moral relationship between people based on trust, obligation, commitment, emotion, and a shared vision of the good. And I want to point out that trust was the first thing she said in that. It is based on trust, obligation, commitment, emotion, and a shared vision of the good. And that brings this week's episode of Rerooted and Thriving to a close. Thank you so much for tuning in. And you already know, I'll catch you right back here next week. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Rerooted and Thriving podcast. Please remember, if you haven't, there's no better time than right now to book a one-on-one power hour session with me. I know you have those goals set. I know you're thinking about what you want to tackle in 2022. Don't do it alone. Book a one-on-one session with me on my website, www.tamradias.com or send me a message on Instagram or Twitter at Dr. and I will make sure you get all set up. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. I'd love to work with you. I'll see you right back here on the podcast next week.